What's up, everybody? Welcome to Draft Chap. This is episode number 134. My name is Zach. I'm one of your hosts. And joining me as per usual, Ben Fisher. What's up, dude? I just had a brilliant idea. We should introduce this show by saying welcome to live Draft Chap. Get it? Because like we're doing a live draft and it's, it's live not, for us. But it, no, it's it, well, it's recorded, though, so it's not live for them. But it's like a live draft for us and <laughs> not for them. <laughs> Zach is All right, on to our usual housekeeping. <laughs> on to our usual housekeeping. If you're not already in the Discord, check it out. It's the best place to be to chat with all the traficionados in the community and uh, discuss picks, you know, share your trophy decks. We love seeing new folks come in and just drop a trophy right away. That's like one of the best, at least for me, that's like one of the best things about the Discord. How many people does it have to be live for in order to be alive? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's live for two of us. Isn't that enough? Okay, it's the yeah, listener anyway. that matters, Ben. <laughs> oh, touche. You got me there. Also, if you'd like to support the show directly, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash draft chaff pod. Huge thanks to all our patrons who continue to support us each and every week. We're beyond grateful for all of you. Thank you so much. Perks over there include things like our draft doctor series, stickers, show notes, our pre-show recordings, and our draft chaff hero cards signed by Ben and I and sent out to you. I've got an idea and I think I want to hear from the listener about this. But what do we what do we think about doing? In, you know, March is not here yet, but it's around the corner. What do we think about doing a March Madness style draft chaff hero bracket? Ooh, where ooh, the listener ooh, like votes this. on every week, and uh, by the end of the the month or whatever, we have a reigning draft chaff hero supreme or something like that. We'll come up. Oh, like the ultimate draft. Like we, we aggregate all of our draft chaff heroes from the past, however long we've been doing this (laughs) and then uh, like rank them all. See what comes out on top is the most draft chaffy. Yeah. They go like head to head. Just like, uh, remember like they used to do that for star Wars. Like, yeah, yeah. Like character. Yeah. Totally down. Let's do it. All right. Cool. (laughs) Anyway, I'll draw a crack and draft type thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just kidding. We're not doing that. We're going to skip it because this entire show is going to be a crack draft. We're going to crack a vintage cube draft. You're going to hear all of our updated thoughts. But before that, we should do our Teferi and Tybalt section, which is like roses and thorns. We're going to do a high and a low from the past week. I've entirely stolen the segment from Zach. He looks quite aghast. Uh, Zach, how, how's the week going? Overall, pretty good. I've been really busy the last like couple of months and this is the first week that kind of is slowing down. The beginning of the week uh, was still fairly busy, I guess like the first couple of days have been kind of busy, but the rest of the week should be really just generally chill, which I'm very excited for. Um, There's nothing like having like a super busy season and then just getting to coast for a couple of days is always nice. Um, And I'm not talking vacation, like just, just be at home and chill. Um, also, it kind of pains me to say this, but I've been crushing it in standard lately. Like that's <laughs> one of my fairies. Standard I, of all things. Yeah, man. 63% win rate with mono red. Just loving it over like, I don't that's know, I'm at maybe 30 games or so now. Yeah. Um, Weren't you just saying that you hadn't touched constructed in like a year? Yeah, I just picked it up recently because I like was out of gold or something. And mono red of all things. Oh, come on. I'm like either a control player or a burn player. That's like all I do. Yeah, that's true. I, there's probably some like mono blackish or like esperish control deck in standard right now too, right? There is. Uh, mono red just beats it every time though. Oh wow! Really? Okay, I gotta try it. Yeah, 
It's so good. I love this this version of Mono Red. It's really, really good. Uh, really fun, more more so. Not even just good, but my biggest... I've been saying this to Ben repeatedly, but my, my favorite part about this version of the deck, or at least the way Standard is set up right now, this Mono Red deck has so many decisions to make. Like, there are turns where you make the one wrong play, like you play cards in the wrong order or something, and it costs you the game. So, like, mm-hmm. you really need to be on your toes and pointing things at the right targets and... It's not just a throw everything at face and hope you win kind of deck. There are actual decisions to be made and you can get yourself out of tight spots that a lot of other versions of burn can't quite do. So sounds cool. Pretty sweet. Um, my Teferi is also kind of that I've been busy lately. Like I've been trying to get some of my, um, you know, routines together after the holidays and all that's kind of coming together, but it's a lot at once and that's keeping me busy, but it's kind of a good busy. What's up with you? Let's start with uh, Teferi. Um, got a record player for Christmas. Finally got it set up. You know, it's it's been a few weeks, but they were busy school weeks. So it took a while, but I, I have a record player now. So it's pretty sweet. I'm, I'm a fan. Nice. Is it one of the ones that like digitizes your music or that you can like plug into a computer? Yeah, yeah. So I, I have options of this. It's like a nice Audio-Technica, pretty stock, pretty classic. It's it's a very, very beginner's uh, record player, but I'm looking for a good like speaker system and I've already... Funny enough, I had some records before I had the player. A friend that works for RCA Records um, had some exclusives from like a band that I love. And she was like, hey, take these. So I was like, oh, uh, I guess I got to <laughs> find a way to play them. So and that, now I got it and they sound great. So uh, also big news coming up this weekend. I'm going to be at Star City Games Convention, the SCG, SCG Con, uh, New Jersey. So, I mean, this is dropping on Friday. So I guess those that are going to be there, let us know in the Discord. I'll, I'll see you. Some other folks in the Discord and I were, were running the uh, the Innistrad Cube draft, so or in, just Innistrad draft, not Cube. It's uh, I'm just thinking ahead to Vintage Cube. I can't wait. Anyway, uh, we're, we're running the, the Innistrad draft there. Maybe doing some other side events. So, be a pretty sick time. Uh, my tibble this week. Uh, some people already know that my keyboard has been acting up, and at this point, it's almost a, a meme that I haven't gotten a new one because <laughs> uh, the show notes are still littered occasionally with extra or missing M's and C's because these keys just have been broken for like a month. Uh, I finally ordered a new keyboard. It happened after I spilled a full cup of tea on my existing keyboard <laughs> and the, uh, the arrow keys just simply don't work anymore. Uh, the left arrow keys actually been sticking. So sometimes my cursor just flies to the left side of whatever I'm typing. <laughs> Not fun while doing lesson plans. Um, anyway, besides that, it's, it's kind of like a rough week for teachers. Like, this time in January is just, it's, it's the dredges. And, and coming up is going to be state testing in a few months. So uh, right now is the the lull. So got to do interesting stuff to keep it fresh. I'm teaching some astronomy stuff right now just to keep myself like, focused <laughs> and not falling asleep while I talk. So uh, anyway, should we do a listener question? Yeah. So this week our question comes from Gus in the Discord. And... There's some setup to this question, so, so I'll set it up and then I'll jump into the question. So the setup is, arguably, Watsi has made some questionable decisions about how to take magic, or maybe Hasbro has if you want to go even higher up the chain, but mm-hmm. with regards to the way they've directed magic in the last handful of years. And I personally think it's gotten better. They've they've made like kind of a, a turn back for the better, but there was a while there where I was like, okay, this game's going in the gutter. And I think a lot of people were on the same boat. So the question is, let's say they continued down that path of what basically what it felt like kind of destroying the game. 
how would you, Ben and I, engage with magic in this world without Watsi? And the assumption is that like Watsi goes under, it's not a company anymore. It's the magic apocalypse. Magic apocalypse. There are no more sets being generated, no more product being made. It just gets canceled. Wow. Could this really happen? How would you someday I would imagine so, right? I, I just work under the assumption that like nothing is forever. Like Google's not gonna exist forever, even though it sounds and feels like that like that world can't exist. Um, we likely I won't mean, be around before we see that happen, but yeah, I, I mean, just think about Amazon, right? It started as a bookstore, right? And look what it is now. I mean, nothing stays forever, but things change. I don't know. I think Watsi and all of it might change, but I don't see magic going anywhere for a while. But personally, I think if this were to happen, this, this nuclear scenario, I would, I would definitely still play casually, right? I think we know a lot, enough people where I think commander and cube would become the most popular formats because that scratches like the limited itch and the commander multiplayer uh, magic interaction itch. Uh, I feel like fan sets would pop off and I feel like there might be hmm, maybe almost like a fan organized. I've seen fans come together to keep some pretty wild stuff alive. I've seen the Star Wars Battlefront 2 community and not the new one. I'm talking about the old one that came out like 2005 or something. Uh, people still make mods for that game. Like now (laughs) you put a bunch of nerds together and there's no, no no telling what they can't do. Uh, so I I don't know. I feel like people would probably come up with some pretty cool sets. They might even continue building on story. If, if the community or like fan thick style, uh, or maybe they would just start making IP based sets, right? Like an avatar of the last airbender style set. Uh, I'm sure you could probably maybe have a, a say in that, right? Yeah, I actually have part of one already designed. Exactly. My question with all the with all the fan stuff, and I think that would be great, and I absolutely believe that's what would happen. I don't think anybody like the community for Magic is just too big and too, for lack of better phrasing, and I don't mean this derogatorily, they're too noisy. Too, <laughs> no, I mean, and so I genuinely mean that though. as a good thing. <laughs> no, no, to, that, to that, let that's it a die. great word for it. No, yeah, um, that's that's so true. And and so so it wouldn't die. My question then just becomes, how do I get my hands on these sets? Do I have to start printing out like hundred, multiple hundreds of cards worth of sets to do like a draft or something? It's going, that situation would make limited become, eventually it would make limited become the most expensive format to play because packs would get less and less available. They would treat every draft like a, like an alpha draft where people are opening them with gloved hands. I mean, maybe it just had the chance of opening a, I don't know, foil scrapwork. (laughs) (laughs) But there, there would just be a limit. There would be a finite number of packs left. So drafts would, every draft would make every future draft more expensive, essentially. Yeah. Um, which is which is interesting. I think that would make Cube pop off like more than it already has. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, cubes would be everywhere. Commander would be everywhere. I guess like it already. But the is. cards would start getting more expensive. So I think the, the replayability aspect would would become super important, especially for something like Cube. Right. Well, that, and that's kind of where my brain was going. It was like, what happens to Limited in that situation? And Cube is the only thing left. Like you'd have to make sure, yeah. like hope you've got your Cube already together. So you get in before all the prices skyrocket and then keep it in good condition and and find a version of it you love because you won't be able to make that many updates. Mm-hmm. Eventually, thankfully, you'll find a version that just stops. Thankfully, I do have the draft draft cube now, so 
you know, yep. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> if this does happen, uh, I have a permanent set that I own that I'm happy to draft forever. So uh, it, those that haven't checked out the draft shaft cube, it's always linked. You can always go check it out. It's it's so sick. This is very fun. And so actually to kind of our surprise, like I'll say it's a great sealed cube, too. Yeah. Speaking of uh, sick cubes, shall we jump into the main topic? Let's do it. This week, we are drafting an entire vintage cube for you live. We're going to try to have the video available on our YouTube channel as well as uh, in Patreon for any of the patrons uh, over there. If you don't see that roughly around, actually, and if you're listening on Spotify, you'll see the video as part of just the podcast on Spotify. If you didn't know you can do that, that's a cool thing that Spotify lets us do now. We can upload videos with the podcast, so check that out there. Um, if you don't see the video, then something went horribly wrong with the recording and we don't have it, but you can still listen to <laughs> Ben and I in our silky smooth voices chat about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll try to shout out most of, if not all the cards anyway. So at least all the important ones, we won't be able to read all the text on all of them. Um, but th- these will be recognizable cards, right? Yeah. The beauty is it's not live for you guys. So you can pause, go look up the cards, you know, take a, just take a minute to think through some of the picks before we tell you what we're picking, all those sorts of things. All right. So we have our pack one here. Uh, it sucks. So <laughs> uh, we've got uh, Rex Age, Timeless Lotus, uh, Academy Ruins, Douthy Voidwalker. There's a Spellseeker. There's an Ancient Tomb, Basalt Monolith, Bushwhack, Goblin Bombardment, Mother of Ruins. There is a Reanimate, Relic of Progenitus, Seething Song. Uh, oh, there's also a Palancron. Uh, I think I missed that one. So Rex Sage is great. Uh, Ancient Tomb is good. I think I'm just on reanimate here. I mean, it's obviously a very strong signal, but the rest of this pack is super weak. Mother of Ruins might be solid to go into Mono White. Rex Sage is, you know, pretty good. Seething Song is a very early, but not at all good payoff for Storm. I'm just on reanimate here. So we have our second pack yep. here. We've got Crucible of Worlds, Inferno Titan, Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger, Vraska Golgari Queen, that's the four mana one. Lotus Bloom, Takanuma, Teferi Time Raveler, banger, Time Warp, Underground Sea, the Blue Black True Duel. There's Duress, Consider, Spectral Procession, Oust, and Venser Shaper Savant. There's some action here. I'm looking at either maybe Teferi or. See, Ulamog isn't great to reanimate. Uh, reanimate is one black, put target creature from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control, and then you lose life equal to its mana cost. We're going to be looking for either Grizzlebrand or Archon of Cruelty to, to reanimate. And we're also going to look for ways to put stuff into our graveyard. Now, we don't know that we're a reanimator, but even just having a reanimate is a super strong card. So I'm honestly looking at maybe Duress or Teferi Time Raveler because reanimate tends to, reanimator decks tend to play this pretty quick, but controlly game plan. They want to be able to interact with things. I'm probably on the Teferi Time Raveler here. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a fair toss up there. Uh, Time Raveler is just probably the most powerful card in a vacuum, so I would take that there. Next one, we've got a Trinket Mage. Nothing to go get with it yet, but it's good with the mocks. There's Balance in this pack, which is strong. This could be good in a Reanimator deck where uh, maybe for the first few turns we're not doing too much. You can also discard uh, big creatures to it. Uh, there's some junk in here. There's an Ophiomancer, which I like in black decks. There's also some good lands. There's a Scalding Tarn and a Watery Grave. I think I might just be on the Tarn here. Just the blue black, uh, the blue red fetch. I mean, we, if we're playing reanimate, we want to be touching blue in some way, blue black ideally for reanimator, but sometimes Esper. Um, but you could also be like Grixis reanimator. I think I'm on the Tarn here, although 
maybe the watery grave is a, a strong pickup too. I think I'd rather start with the tarn because there's good try lands in the set. Yeah, I like picking up the fetch first, and I think here is a fine time to pick up the fetch, given the rest of the pack. Hmm. So our next pack, we're not seeing a ton of reanimator stuff. We're seeing a giver of runes uh, for, for mono white. There's a Karn Liberated for the big colorless mana decks. There's a Coalition Relic, which I like a lot. Uh, I think the best card in the pack is Lelia Blade Reforged. This card is nuts. Um, three mana, two, two. That's the one that attacks to exile the top card of your library. But there is also a Shallow Grave. This isn't the best reanimator payoff, but this is the one that allows you to uh, instant speed bring back a creature from your graveyard, which can get the Eldrazi Titans because they would get shuffled, but you can do it with that trigger on the stack. I don't know, man. I, I kind of like Lelia. I don't want to commit that hard to reanimator. Yeah, so my question here is like, what? where are you thinking in terms of pivoting? And you know this cube much better than I do, so I, I think... I had my eyes on the Lelia as well. I think it's probably just a good hedge against like, well, we haven't seen too much of the reanimator stuff coming around. Shallow Grave isn't the biggest indicator that that deck's open. Mm -hmm. Probably just good to hedge here. Yeah. Oh, wow. So here we have Volcanic Island, which obviously pairs very well with Scalding Tarn, but you know, it could be better. <laughs> I'd rather have a, like an off-color duel or, or a Tri-Land. Uh, there's, a, there's a Solitude in this pack, which is really strong. <laughs> Uh, I, th this is one of the few answers to some of the most broken things you can do in this format. Uh, I, am I'm, I'm leaning pretty heavily towards solitude here, maybe towards some kind of, some kind of just guy control. There's a lightning helix in this pack that I'd love to wheel. Uh, and I'd love to also wheel the volcanic. There's also a splashy arc nightmare weaver. Uh, this one's fine. You know, it's, it's kind of just like a value three drop planeswalker hero of blade hold for mono white, but it's a four drop. You know, there's a lot of them, including some Elspeths. There's an Emery for the artifact decks. I don't know. I think I'm just on the solitude here. It's it's the best card in the pack by a long shot. Yeah, it kind of puts us in a weird spot in terms of deck composition, I think, at this point. But we'll see where the rest of the draft takes us. So this pack is looking a little rough, but I'm happy to start moving away from the reanimator. We're really not seeing much. There's a lingering souls in this pack. There's a blade splicer. There's an imperial recruiter. This could be some kind of Jeskai twin deck, but we haven't seen any twin pieces. So, you know. <laughs> that's that's not too great to head hedge on there's a tendrils of agony for storm uh, olivia crimson bride which is inexplicably still here I, I guess you can reanimate stuff with it but it's a six drop right like just cast your grave titan at that point um there is yeah. an indatha triome which is uh funny enough <laughs> the one thing that scalding tarn can't fetch <laughs> and there's also a silent yeah. clearing honestly just a total dud pack for us i think i'm gonna take blade splicer just pretty disappointing uh, actually, I'll take a pillar recruiter just in case uh, we, we get some. Um, oh, actually, it looked like it took the blade splicer after all. Whoops. So whatever. Uh, next pack, we've got Gitaxian Probe. There's an expressive iteration. There's a Magda Brazen Outlaw. Hmm. There's also a Flicker Wisp. Hard to tell if Mono White is open, but I mean, Flicker Wisp, Council's Judgment, and Adanto Vanguard are all still left in this pack. I, it looks like Mono White is pretty clear. I think I might grab up this Flicker Wisp. Just kind of see where this goes. Yeah, The Vanguard also told me that. I was thinking maybe Mono White here. Um, we do have mm -hmm. the Solitude, which we definitely want to be playing, and it's probably the best card we have so far. Uh, those and cards don't pair too well with some of our special lands and such, but, you yeah. know, that's fine. It's also not bad to flicker. So only a handful of cards left, but there is a Ravages of War in this pack. There's a Raugern Triome, which is the Jeskai lands, but Ravages of War, oh man, could we be like a Mono White Nuke All lands deck? I think if you can get aggressive enough, that's a great 
I don't want to call it a top end, but that's a great way to just like shut down your opponent briefly. So you can <laughs> yeah. get into the last bits of damage. It honestly kind of is a top end, although there is another one in this set and I don't think it's necessary. I'm almost looking at this triome here. I think I'm going to take the triome just because uh, it'd be nice to, to have with Teferi. So we did actually wield the mother of runes. This, this might be a mono white draft, dude. Yeah, it's looking like it. Yeah. Left in this pack is Palancron, Seething Song, so no one's interested in Storm. There's a Goblin Bombardment, which I don't think is very playable. Same with Edric, Spymaster. Uh, yeah, Mother of Runes it is. Yeah, the rest of that pack. Wow, and the Ulamog wield too. I kind of expected somebody to take that by now, but... I guess channel I guess there open. wasn't... Yeah, there wasn't a ton in that we saw anyway that would really point you towards like any of the big reanimator stuff, except I guess uh, the Shallow Grave, but that yeah. came afterward. So here there's six cards left in the pack and two decent mono white ones. There's Oust and Special Procession. I'm going to take the Oust. Um, I've just found that Special Procession, there's so many three drops in this set. Oust is a more defensive card, but I think mono white can play it. Uh, I'm going to take an Usher of the Fallen here. There's also an Abbot of Carol Keep and Light Up the Stage. So mono red's looking pretty open too. Wow, we got Giver of Runes too. So we have both uh, both of these, both the Mother and the Giver. Helix. Yeah, Lightning Helix did wheel, so... Looking like Jeskai at Shion's, maybe. Oh, the Imperial Recruiter came back. So I guess uh, I, I guess I didn't have to take it that first time after all. I guess I'm actually kind of glad that I got the Blade Splicer now. If we end up in like a resto, yeah, kind of got that deck, for free. Oh, and Mistress Factory came back. If we're mono white, we'll play that. So at the end of pack one, we have some action. We have a Solitude. We have a Flicker Wisp. We have a Teferi. Uh, and we do have this reanimate still kind of hanging out there, but important is that we have both mother and giver of runes. This is a pretty good uh, on-ramp for mono white. I mean, we have some of the early picks. All right, pack two here. We've got remand. We've got wandering emperor, worm quill engine, misty rainforest, which can go get the triome. There's a mana tithe, but uh, those are all the white cards. There is an animate dead, but I I'm looking to move away from this reanimator thing. We didn't really see any of the good blue-black ways to... Uh, like churn through your library. I actually really like Kaito Shizuki for that, but not really seen it. Uh, here, I think I'm on the Wandering Emperor. Maybe that or the Manatithe, but both are pretty That's solid. That's what it was for me too, yeah. I was between the Emperor and the Manatithe. Manatithe is a card that I always love seeing because obviously I really like control magic and being able to counter a spell in a color that pretty much nobody expects. I mean, maybe in this in the context of this cube, you kind of have to play around it, but Mana Tithe is always just a fun card for me. But I think Wandering Emperor is probably going to do more for what we're actually trying to do than Mana Tithe will. Yeah, Planeswalker like, Sanity Vector Polarity is probably better. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of four-drop Planeswalkers in this cube, um, but I, I'm pretty sure we can wheel Mana Tithe. I don't think Wandering Emperor will necessarily wheel. I think like other random control decks might want it. Remand is also pretty high here. And I'm looking at Misty, too. There's an Azorius Signet, but Mono White doesn't really like the Signets. I think I'm going to take the Wandering Emperor over Remand. So here we have uh, a few more Signets, Rakdos and Boros. Not really interested in either. There is a Wasteland. That's kind of nice. There's also a Stoneforge Mystic, a Grim Monolith, Polluted Delta, some aggressive red cards like uh, Monastery Swift Spear, and some, some big blue nonsense like Holebreaker Horror and Ledger Shredder. I think I'm on the Stoneforge Mystic here. I mean... There's a few swords in this cube, including a uh, uh, sort of fire and ice, which is the best of them. There's Umazawa's Jite, which is the best non-swords of sword. Uh, that that card can absolutely wreck certain matchups, especially other creature-based ones. Uh, I'm going to take the Mystic here in hopes that we can pick up some of those those bigger things. There's also like the really big equipment, like Batter Skull, and I think Cauldra Complete might even be in this cube. Uh, I forget. Hopefully, we will. Uh, who am I kidding? We never wheel wastelands. Um, 
I don't know. I, I just see this being a little more conventional mono white. We missed the Ravages of War, but maybe we could pick up like Armageddon or something. I'm just going to take the Mystic here. Keep it simple. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. There's not a whole lot else in that pack that we were interested in. This next one, we've got a Soulfire Grandmaster, which is a card I love. Not necessarily in this cube, but I do love it. There's also, I guess we don't care for Wrath of God. Not a yeah, whole lot for us really. in this pack either. No, it's not looking great. There is a natural order. There'll be a happy uh, mono green player somewhere at this table. There's a walking ballista, but we're not really a big mana artifact deck. Winter Orb is in this pack. There's a few cool ways to abuse that, either with uh, Urza or Maria. They can both tap it for mana so that your opponent has to only untap one land a turn, but you get to untap all of yours. That's pretty sweet. There's a lightning bolt in this pack, you know? I, I think I might just take the bolt. Uh, we already have lightning yeah. helix, so... It does feel like there was a pretty solid mono red deck in, in our seat. Maybe not solid, but hey, we did get the Umazawa's Jite, so... Yep. Oh, man, we're a Jite deck now. Uh, those that don't know Umazawa's Jite, those that maybe haven't been playing Magic as long, th this thing is nuts. So it's two mana equipment. Uh, whenever equipped creature deals combat damage, not to a player, not to a creature, when it deals damage, put two charge counters on it. Uh, and then you can remove a charge counter to do one of the following. You can give the equipped creature plus two plus two. You can give a creature minus one minus one until on a turn, or you gain two life, and it has equipped two. This is maybe the best equipment ever printed. I don't know. It and Sword of Fire and Ice are pretty close, but as far as rate and as far as impact, uh, some, I mean, Model Red just can't beat this card. Yeah, I mean, there's also, like, that's an activator ability. There's no limit as to, how, as long as you've got the charge counters, you can activate that as many times as you want. It's ridiculous. Uh, there's a Bane Slayer in this pack. There's an Incinerate in this pack, but very clear Jite here. Next up, we've got Chain Lightning. I mean, we could just be almost mono white with some red burn spells. I like that. There's some big six drop white things. There's Elspeth Sun's Champion and Sun Titan. But this deck doesn't really want to go that high. Those tend to be more control finishers or Sun Titan, maybe some kind of flicker finisher. I don't know. I could see boarding it in against like a slower removal light deck the the generic cube deck and vintage cube is kind of this big multicolored pile that didn't quite get there on any uh any big vector synergy there'll be two to three people at this table with, who wind up in a deck like that with just some fetch lands and some good value cards sun titan can get boarded in against them honestly i think I'm gonna the take the chain lightning here, right the, yeah i think the chain lightning is the pick there's also hanger back walker here um but again probably not what we would be looking to do vector wise yeah more for the big artifact decks Well, uh, there's a plateau in this pack. Looks pretty good. I mean, that, that can be fetched out with our Scalding Tarn. That, that fixes us pretty well, as well as the Triome. So just another uh, source. I think there's there's this uh, Intrepid Adversary here. I think we can wield this. I think it'll come back. There's a Spell Pierce, which honestly I wouldn't hate. There's also a Steam Vents. If we can pick up some of these little Jeskai splashes, uh, I wouldn't mind that. We have this Teferi still. It could be worth uh, boarding in or, or playing somehow. Maybe, uh, maybe we pick up something like a... Uh, uh, like a mana leak. Like I would play a mana leak in a deck like this. Where we're already kind of doing just guy. This is just like good white creatures uh, backed up with some other stuff. I would like a few more white creatures though. Maybe some good two drops. Um, we got the Stoneforge mystic, but then it's just kind of removal. So this next pack here doesn't have a lot for us. There's a sword of feast and famine. That's the black and green sword. This can be pretty good against some of the, the, the decks in this set. Um, there's also a Mutavault. There's an Unlicensed Hearse, which I love against Reanimator because it's like a colorless graveyard hate card. I think I'm just on the Sword of Feast and Famine here just to kind of have it. We might not start at main deck, but obviously you'd board it in against Black Green and 
Uh, boarding this in against Mono Green is, is really effective too. Other cards in this pack, there's a Mind's Desire. I don't know. The Storm doesn't seem to be that popular right now. Uh, there's an Emberth Shieldbreaker, which uh, we, we might take on the wheel, but you tend to want to be as mono white as possible. I don't know. Jeskai straight up is a little suspicious. Next pack yeah. here. Next pack here, we've got Brawl. Yeah, this isn't really a counterspell deck. Uh, there's a Recruiter of the Guard. We already have Imperial Recruiter. There's Waterlog Grove. I don't know. There's nothing for us here. I'm going to take a Kitchen Finks for the sideboard in case we play against literal mono red. And that's just one white, white gain a bunch of life. Oh, wow. We wield Manatithe. I think, I think I'll just take that. There's a Gush in this pack as well. Wormcoil Engine. Ramanop Excavator. I guess no one's really abusing like Wasteland or anything. I'll take Manatithe. There's a Monastery Swift Spear in the next pack. Wheel of Zealous Conscripts. Maria came back. So, wow, no one's interested in Maria plus Winter Orb. It's kind of sad. Um, I don't know. Nothing really for us here. I guess I take Zealous Conscripts. We're still kind of alive to be a like a, a, a twin deck, but not really. Oh, wow, there's the Winter Orb. Uh, there's a Yorian, but this isn't really a Flicker deck either. I guess I'll take the Winter Orb. Save, uh, I'll reduce the net misery of the Magic community a little bit by hate drafting Winter Orb. Getting down to the dredges here, four cards left in the pack. Faithless Soothing, Thassa's Oracle, Sulfuric Vortex, and uh, Elspeth Knight Errant. I don't hate Elspeth Knight Errant. It's not great, but I'll take it. <laughs> Three cards left. Too. Yeah, uh, pick up the Sun Titan. There's Eureka and uh, Polly K left. What did I tell you? We'll be Intrepid Adversary. And the Jokel Hops. Last pick. All right. Top open. Gotta be Black Lotus. Let's get a turn one Wandering Emperor or something like that. Yeah, we really need uh, a lot more two drops here. Yeah, I'd be happy with two drops or, well, oh man, this is actually <laughs> pretty tough. So uh, the best, one of the all-time best white cards in the cube is Palace Jailer, which we did open. Uh, we also opened the Mox Ruby. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah. man, they're really going to make me try to wheel Palace Jailer. So one of those like, one of those like three to four color mid-rangey control decks is just going to take Palace Jailer. That's so sad. There's also a Fracture Identity in this pack, which is really strong. Monastery Mentor could be good in a deck with this many uh, like burn spells. Just make a bunch of little prowessy one ones. You don't pass power, though. We're slamming the mocks. Uh, but it'd be really nice to wheel either Fracture Identity, uh, Palace Jailer. Honestly, I'd be happy to wield a Bone Crusher Giant from this pack. Like then, <laughs> I might even play that. I, I think our red cards... They're looking pretty good. I think this might be one of the times where you do want to play a bit of white and red, uh, just because Lelia Blader Forge and these burn spells seem really strong. Well, speaking of good early drops, uh, we've got a figure of destiny in this pack. That's uh, kind of like one of the original level up creatures. Starts as a one mana, one, one. You can pay one to make it into a two, two. Pay three to make it a four, four. And then pay like six to make it like, a, like an eight, eight flying vigilance monster. There's a goblin guide in this pack, but again, we have a lot of good white one drops. I think I like to stick with that and keep red as a splash. There's a lion sash in this pack. Ooh, you know, we wield mother runes. We could probably wield a figure of destiny too. I think lion sash is really solid, reliable graveyard hate. And the fact that we have a stoneforge mystic means that we can tutor it uh, against like a, a fast graveyard reanimator deck. So lion sash is kind of like a scavenging ooze. I think we want to take that here. Other cards in this pack that are, that are pretty good. Uh, this is Amisha's Workshop. This is a Cryptic Command. Lily Last Hope. It's kind of it. 
Not <laughs> I in that Gilded Drake? <laughs> Duh, nah. I, I did have someone play Gilded Drake against me while I was playing Reanimator. That was kind of funny. Just get to steal my stuff after I go through all the work reanimating it. Ooh, banger card here. We got a student of warfare. Uh, completely ignoring... Oh, man. Completely ignoring Kiki. Kiki and Zealous Conscripts does go infinite, but Kiki is triple red. Uh, it's alluring, but I don't think we want to go that deep into it. There's an inspiring magic. Student of Warfare like is just such good value for for the cost, you know? Yeah. It, it, it on turn one is one of the scariest starts, especially uh, start leveling it up quick. Man, could, could this have been a Mox Pearl? Like, why do we have to yeah. open the Ruby? But why do we have to open our off-color mocks, right? Why can't we open an, yeah. an on-color mocks? Man, some people are just never lucky. So we've got lowercase uh, B power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Other interesting cards in this pack. There's a Deceiver Exarch. So uh, Deceiver and Kiki in the same pack. Not great for whoever's trying to do that. Kogla's kind of fun. I don't know. There's a Cityscape Leveler. That card is strong. We're just taking a Student Warfare here. There's a Through the Breach in that pack too. So anybody who's trying to do that sort of thing will be pretty happy to see that. A nice Swords to Plowshares here. A good sign for white. Um, some, some other strong cards in this pack, though. There's a Gaius Cradle and a Talarian Academy. Some, some broken lands for people doing broken things. Um, there's a Red and Six. But lands didn't seem super open. Not really sure what's going on at this table. I, I think Mono Red someone's doing, but I think I may have just stolen all their stuff and now that maybe they're waffling to Red Green or something. I don't know. It felt like we were in a good seat for Mono Red, to be honest. We saw like the Swift Spear twice. We saw a Goblin yeah. Guide come through. We got all the removal. I, I feel like there was a pretty solid red deck in our mm -hmm. seat here. Um, Mono White has felt kind of weird. It kind of feels like we're playing like big white, you know, like a, like big red used to be a thing. Like sometimes in some formats, that's a thing kind of feels like that's what is happening here, even though we don't want it to. And I don't know. It almost feels like this deck is too fair, but eh, we got a mox. White is one of the decks that actually can be pretty fair in this cube. Uh, especially with things like, as we just picked up a source, the plowshares really nice. So here in the next pack, we've got a tropical islands, um, no, we've only got the one fetch. It doesn't really help us with this. Uh, there's land tax. Do not play this card. It's not good. Uh, there's Elspeth Resplendent in Mono White, and there's also an Alluris of the Dream Den, which can be a Mono White card. There's also Literal Splinter Twin here. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Actually. Yeah, the trouble with Luris, a lot of our cards are like over three man. I guess not a lot. Most of those we probably aren't playing anyway. Maybe Luris actually would be a pretty solid pickup for us here. Yeah, I'm looking at Luris. Uh, I, I just love Elspeth Resplendent as a card. It's one of my favorite Planeswalkers in recent memory. But um, I don't Shift know, man. Splinter no Twin Zealous? Uh, it's double red. It's it's obviously not a very good pick. I'll take Luris. Oh, there we go. We got Armageddon. Uh, Armageddon is in this pack. There's a Sacred Foundry, which we'll hope to wheel. Maybe even wheel Celestial Colonnade. Uh, we're not blue enough to play the opposition in this pack. We want to get that early. Opposition's a sick build around if you're making tokens. Uh, some Oh, oh, there's also Minsk and Boo, but... Oh, jeez. Minsk and Boo is so busted. That card is, is nuts. But yeah, Armageddon... You cast it, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I want to try to Armageddon some people. I haven't Armageddon people in this cube cycle, and we know we're not getting uh, casualties of war. I'm snapping off that Armageddon. Oh, there's a lean and relic order in the stacks pack. It's not exciting, <laughs> but sometimes it's necessary. Uh, sometimes you just got to exile their their turn one box, right? Uh, Iona's pretty mm -hmm. exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're back on the reanimator plan, yeah. Uh, there's also a red elemental blast in this pack. 
hmm, maybe try to counter some broken blue thing. I think I'd rather have the Relic Warden then. Yeah, let's take the Relic Warden. Ah, it's level white. Yeah, that's fine. We'll be able to cast it. Getting down to halfway through pack three here. There's a young Pyro. Eh, we have a lot of instants and sorceries, but I... Eh, well, to be honest, there's not much else. There's an Archangel Avacyn. That's kind of funny. It's uh, five mana, four, four, flash, flying vigilance. Sometimes that's probably just good enough, right? Yeah, there might have actually been a really solid um, non-creature deck in this form in this seat, a red-white pyromancer monastery mentor deck. Yeah, where you just yeah. pick up as many red-white instants and sorceries as possible, and notably here's Pestermite. Uh, so, so the the big Tron pieces are all or, sorry, the big twin pieces Whoa. are going around last pack here. That's nuts. Palace Jailer Wield. <laughs> that's awesome mono white was very clearly open i'm very glad we found this lane this is a good mono white deck um and we're gonna be splashing red too to be clear but we picked up all the good things that, that white needs to be successful in this cube uh slamming palace jailer wow wield figure of destiny and goblin guide no one was interested in, in the one drop beatdown plan we'll take figure of destiny here wield inspiring vantage as well as the Seaver arc man i think all of the big uh twin pieces except kiki no, even Kiki. All the big twin pieces were, were last pack here, pack three. That's kind of sad. No one really got to establish that early. We'll take the Inspiring Vantage. Four cards left. Dig through time. Old Inky. There's a Selfless Spirit and Sensei's Top. I hate playing with Top. It's, it's so many triggers. Uh, I'll take the <laughs> Selfless Spirit. Starting to look at our deck here. It's looking good. Yeah, it's looking pretty solid. I think... It could. Wow, you wield Respondent too? Oh my gosh. I guess I just get my Elspeth. We might actually have enough cards for just straight up mono white here, but I think some of these red ones are just busted enough to play. I really like splashing for the bolts. Uh, we have three of them, right? So that, that can really give us some late game reach. Lelia is really, really strong, but some of these red cards we can cut. Zealous Conscripts we don't need. Imperial Recruiter we don't need. I don't think we need Young Pyro here either. There's some interesting combos here with Luris. Uh, I mean, you can Intrepid Adversary from the graveyard and, and recast it later for more. Two cards left. Uh, Kermit Guide. Uh, and then Runaway Steamkin. I'll take the Steamkin. We're not playing it. Then last pick, Ignite Memories. Sorry, Storm. So this deck looks fun. This is a good beatdown deck. Like, this is the kind of deck you want. Uh, I'm going to cut the Sun Titan. That's a little expensive for our taste. Our, our most expensive card is going to be Solitude, uh, which, you know, might not always even get cast for five. Uh, and then Elspeth Resplendent, which we might not even main deck. So our, our pool here, we've got some solid lands. We have Inspiring Vantage, Plateau, uh, which are just on color, red, white. Uh, there's the Ralgren Triome, uh, which is the Jeskai Triome. There's a Scalding Tarn, which we can use to fetch up some of these things. Uh, and then, notably, we got a Mox Ruby, so we did open some power. Now, we're going to have to make some cuts here. Uh, Giver of Runes, Mana Tithe, Mother of Runes. Mm, I'm not loving Oust. We did pick mm -hmm. up Swords to Plowshares and Umazawa's Jite. We could, we could board this in against maybe like a mono green deck that's trying to accelerate super quickly, but I don't think we need that. We actually have a good number of one drops. Just kind of scanning over here. We have five lands. Mox Ruby is going to act kind of as a land. I'm looking at... Mm, let's go with like 
16 lands and the mocks. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty good. Maybe 15. Let's see what uh, MTGO wants us to do. Yeah, add a few of these. We can add a few more. I think we probably want to be a little more white than red as far as our mana base. We have mostly cheap white stuff. Uh, we have the fetch, and then we have the Mishra's factory too. We do have Armageddon as well, so we have to be a little mindful about our lands here. I guess this deck doesn't really mind getting stuck on like two lands, but it does want to hit its threes. There's some pretty pretty big threes. And we have some card advantage in like Lelia Blade Reforged. Also, Palace Jailer giving us the uh, the monarchy. Yeah, let's try 15 lands in a mox. In that case, we need four cuts still. I think I'd like to start by cutting Sword of Feast and Famine. That's the kind of thing you can sideboard in, but if you're playing against like mm -hmm. Blue-Red Twin, it just doesn't do anything. It looks embarrassing. Yeah. So I think Teferi Time Raveler is going to be a cut. It's just not yeah, very on vector for us. Sorry, Teferi, but uh, we could board it in against some sort of broken deck. Like uh, if someone's trying to do like wheels, Tron nonsense, and we think that just forcing them to cast stuff at sorcery speed is is going to be really effective, then yeah, we could bring it in. Now, in, in a deck like this, if you're bringing in Teferi, do you want to also bring in another blue source? We've got two, if you consider the Tarn and the Raugren Triome at the moment. Yeah, I'd probably bring in an island just to have three, you know, just, just to play a little yeah. safe. We need two cuts here. Looking at our more expensive cards, we have an Elspeth Knight Errant, which is looking a little suspicious. I mean, this thing can plus one to just jump a creature, give a creature plus three, plus three, and flying it's on a turn. That's a pretty effective win condition. Uh, I don't know. It's it's not the Wandering Emperor, though. We have, we have some power at our high drops. God, I hate cutting Elspeth Resplendent, but it's got to be Elspeth Resplendent, right? Yeah, I think at this point... You could bring her in on occasion. But she I don't, also I mean, as much jumps as I love shield counters. Yeah. She also jumps creatures like taking up to put a one-one and a flying counter on something. And it's permanent, but Elspeth Knight Errant does a very similar thing and costs four. And in Vintage Cube, a difference of one mana is huge. So sorry, Elspeth. Yeah. I hope I get to side you in, maybe against like mono red or something. So that we're down to just one more cut. It looks like it could be Usher of the Fallen. We have so many good one drops. We have Figure of Destiny, uh, Student of Warfare, and then uh, Giver of Runes and Mother of Runes. Ah, but it does yeah. help use your mana effectively early. Yeah, but then again, how often are you activating so on turn two? Yeah, that's the thing. Figure of Destiny and Student of Warfare really uh, get, get those uh, early mana plays and help you use your mana efficiently. We also have that Mox, which means sometimes we're just going to start on two. We could play like the Lion Sash, Selfless Spirit, Intrepid Adversary if we really wanted to on turn two. Uh, Stoneforge Mystic even. Do you ever like, do you ever find uh, that given the Mox and a two drop and a Student of Warfare in your hand, do you ever just play the Student of Warfare and pump it right away? If it's or the White Mox, then, then yeah, I would. Okay. I mean, Student is <laughs> it's just really good. It's, it's the thing that... Uh, the decks that didn't draft enough removal are terrified of because it, it just gets out of hand really quickly. Yeah. Hmm. 
I'm also looking at this Luris. So what can we actually recast from our graveyard for value? We have Intrepid Adversary. I guess it's a nice combo with Mother and Giver of Runes. It means that even if they manage to somehow like target Luris and then you give it protection with Giver or Mother, uh, and then they manage to kill the Giver or Mother with that on the stack, you just get to replay the next turn. It's really impossible to break up that combo. I guess that's really strong. Yeah, that does seem pretty sweet. I mean... I guess there's some ways to get in the middle of that, but it's going to be tough. I, I think I would keep that together. Usher feels like the worst of your one drops. Yeah, for sure. We also have a good number of burn spells in here. We have lightning bolt, chain lightning, and lightning helix. I think I like starting all of these. We have the fixing for red. Like I'm not super worried about that. We, we have the ways to cast these. And we also have other white removal spells too. We have solitude and uh, swords, so... We're not lacking on removal. We have plenty of interaction. Yeah. What does Blade Splicer do again? Oh, yeah. Blade Splicer is the three mana 1-1 ETB make a 3-3. That's right. The Golem guy, yeah. You know, I think actually that might be the call. I I don't think it does enough for for this this deck. This isn't like an Ephemerate style white deck. And yeah, it works well with Flicker Wisp, but that's kind of all it works well with. And we can't recast it with Luris. It's a three drop, so sometimes it's a little little clunky. I think Splicer is the cut. What does that what does that make Flicker Wisp good for at this point? Flicker Wisp like, what is, is just, Flicker Wisp actually doing? It's kind of like a removal spell. <laughs> so funny enough. Oh, right. That does target opponent stuff, yeah. Yeah, you can flicker your opponent's stuff too. Um it's it's pretty effective if your opponent has one big blocker and you need to just right. swing through. If they drop something like a uh, like an Elder Gargaroth and like a mono green deck to hope to like out grind or out value with life gain and, and stuff like that, uh, flicker wisping it away for one turn can be really strong. Sure. All right, I think we have a deck here. We have fifteen lands. Uh, we have Inspiring Vantage, Mishra's Factory, Plateau, Ralgren Triumph, Scalding Tarn. We're gonna try four mountains. And six planes looks like about the right ratio. I might actually bump that up a planes. Yeah, I think we're gonna bump that up a planes. Let's let's go up one. Seven planes, three mountains. Then, and of course our mox ruby, the, the the shining jewel of the deck. We've got in our one drop slot, giver of runes, mother of runes, student of warfare, usher of the fallen, figure of destiny as our creatures. We have a mana tithe, which will be fun to use. Uh, swords to plowshares. Chain Lightning and Lightning Bolt. So some really strong interaction. Two drops we have Intrepid Adversary, Lion Sash, Selfless Spirit, Stoneforge Mystic, Lenin Relic Order, Lightning Helix, Umazawa's Jite. Uh, and, and also in the sideboard for our, uh, for, uh, our Stoneforge Mystic, we have a Sword of Feast and Famine. That's the pro, pro black and pro green. But we'll start with just Jite. Uh, this deck can really abuse Jite to mess up your opponent. Three drop slot, we've got Flicker Wisp, Lelia Blade Reforge, which I secretly think is one of the best cards in this deck. Luris. Four drop spot, we've got the Wandering Emperor, Elspeth Knight Errant, Palace Jailer, another secretly good card in this deck, and Armageddon. So really the plan of this deck is to go uh, one drop, two drop, three drop, kill all lands, and hope that my one drop, two drop, three drop are much better than whatever my opponent has managed to do by that point. Honestly, if they can't counter it, I'd probably win from there. Uh, and then our lone five drop, which isn't actually a five drop, Solitude, which can just be invoked for, for free. So this is our, our uh, 
our safety valve, right? If our opponent tries to turn one Emra Coolis, which is very doable, uh, we have an out, which is nice. Mono white. Uh, it's not that this is a an unfair deck, but this deck can answer the unfair decks, which I think is what mono white needs to do. Yeah, if you're not going to be able to play unfairly, you need to be able to stop unfairness. And it does look like this deck is equipped to do that. Um, between the Armageddon and the Solitude, we're going to be able to kind of pump the brakes on whatever our opponent's trying to do. And if they're going too f- too far too fast, we can slow them down and then just smack them in the face a bunch and close the game out. This looks like a pretty solid deck. M- mostly mono white, splashing some red burn spells for reach. And really just... Uh, the only creature we're splashing red is, is Alalia, which I think is absolutely worth the splash. Uh, I think this is a good deck. I'd be disappointed if I didn't at least 2-1 with this. I was going to say, is this going to add to your pile of 2-1s, or are you going to trophy with it? <laughs> this deck can absolutely trophy. This is like what a what a trophy deck can look like in Vintage Cube. Uh, whether it's Pilot will do it justice, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have a few other topics we want to chat about real quick before we head out of here. Just a couple of things going on. The decathlon is wrapped up at this point. Still going. Uh, it's on eight right now. Decathlon eight and seven, I think. Seven and eight. Uh, You've been so, following it much more than I have. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you know when it's done. We still got a few left. Uh, decathlon number seven, I believe, is Neon Dynasty Quick Draft. Kind of fun. Maybe uh, go big mode on some of those. It's, it's been a while. Maybe get some turtle looping or I don't know. Oh, wait, I, we got to take the the thing, the six drop sorcery. All right, I remember how to play this set now. You take the six drop sorcery that makes the two, two vigilance tokens over everything, right? Uh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope the bots don't know. Uh, and then I think it's also Explorer, which is kind of like the, the online version of Historic. So that's fun. Maybe I'll get to uh, dust off Pioneer. Mono White or, oh yeah, yeah, P- Pioneer. It's, I, I lose track of all these names. Maybe I'll get to dust off uh, my, my old favorite, Boros Heroic. That'd be kind of fun. I think we got some new tools for that recently, too. Or just maybe Mono White. Another fun topic, uh, Dom Remastered. It was sick. Yeah, it looks pretty (laughs) sick. I've been loving seeing the decks that are getting posted in the Discord. We've got some really wacky stuff. It looks like Dom Remastered's a really interesting sort of like Tapper Tribal format. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which I love. I love the shenanigans I've been seeing. Yeah, it's slow, it's grindy, but if you have a tempo deck, you can wipe the floor with people. And uh, if you if your deck happens to have four copies of Mana War in it, then you've got a tempo deck, which is exactly what I had. So uh, some people at this uh, event that I went to, I went to the Bearded Dragon in New Jersey, uh, Go Bearded. Um, I think there were like 30-some people at this event. There were at least four pods, maybe it was five or six. There were, it was huge. Like, this is a big draw. A lot of people were here for nostalgia, for the fun of cracking packs with with busted cards in them. And the value is pretty high, too. Oh, yeah. So a lot of folks uh, opened good value, uh, including some people listening to this podcast right now. So congrats to you. Um, But there were some some Force of Wills opened. Uh, I did not crack value, sadly. My pack one pick one was Arcanist the Omnipotent which honestly is a pretty sick card to pack one, pick one. I mean, that thing is six mana, but those that haven't read it may know it says uh, tap, draw three cards. That's, <laughs> that's actually a very good line of text. <laughs> you don't say. And then it can bounce to your hand too, in case anyone actually is you know, dumb enough to try to kill it. You can't kill Arcanus. It's omnipotent. Uh, but anywho, uh, I, I, uh, I don't think I'd lost a game all night. 
it was uh, it was a pretty good time. Um, my deck was disgusting. I mentioned four mana war, but I also had two uh, two chain lightnings. What we actually just drafted in, in Vintage Cube. It's a lightning bolt, but you can also have your opponent can bounce it back at you, and then you can retarget it back at them. It's 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 all a bunch of nonsense. Uh, I also had two copies of Quicksilver Dagger, which was the the key to my deck. Uh, it's one blue red for an aura. It enchants a creature. The creature gains tap uh, to deal one damage to target opponent, and you draw a card. Now, also in this set, there are uh, there's this three drop goblin. It's a one one, and it says whenever it's tapped, it deals one damage to any target. And one of the big themes in the set is like little X one tokens. So uh, it, it was pretty pretty effective. I kind of just tapped a lot of goblins and. Uh, my opponents, the best way to describe their life totals was uh, melted. Their opponents, <laughs> the life totals, just, they just melted under this tapping tempo barrage. Uh, I also had four copies of this card called Ovenize, one of the blue. Uh, until end of turn, a creature loses all abilities and becomes a 0-1 sheep. So with pingers, that's kind of yeah. a wombo combo. Or if they try to block your mana war, just turn the thing into a 0-1. Yeah, that sounds pretty gas. I'm just glad that you finally learned the ways of blue red tempo and <laughs> are continuing to migrate to, you know, away from your black green graveyard yeah, yeah. nonsense shenanigans. I'll get back there someday. Uh, but but that quote of the night was my, my one opponent who, I don't know, had been talking a pretty big game. Uh, it t- told me midway through the match that he thought his deck was probably... Uh, there are probably 99 to one odds that, that he could beat me in our matchup. <laughs> so that was pretty good to hear. Um, so I, I went the, the easy 4-0 in games. Uh, in match three, my opponent uh, accepted my offer to split and then had to go home, even though I, I wanted to play the games out. But I guess if I really wanted to play the games out, I wouldn't have offered the split. So uh, I happily split for the first place in our pod and uh, went home. So it was a good time uh, and, and happy to, I think, actually crack some more packs of, uh, of this at SCG Con this weekend. There you go. You got to run it back. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you're not already in the Discord again, check that out. The link to that is in the episode description as well as on our Twitter page. And if you'd like to support the show directly, keep us doing this. You can do so at patreon.com forward slash draft chaff pod. Again, huge thanks to all of you who have been doing that, who had done that in the past at some point. We really can't thank you all enough. And if you want to find us outside of the Discord, you can find us on Twitter at DraftChaffPod. Thanks, folks, and we'll talk to you next week. Next week, you can expect to hear some more stories from SCGCom. We're going to be cracking packs of, again, Dominary Remastered, but also original Innistrad and Dark Ascension, so... There's going to be some some good stuff there. I'd love to crack a pack fresh lily for the second time in my life. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> um, I just can't wait to get the text message that's just you screaming and a picture of Tibble. <laughs> if I open a Tibble, I will pa- I will play it. Uh, I'll, I promise you that. Uh, All right. But the thing I actually want to talk about, a, a pack that I cracked while walking out of the store after the, uh, the Dom Remastered draft. So I decided on my way out, uh, after like getting a bunch of store credit, I was like, well, I kind of feel bad leaving a magic event that I technically won, I guess, split for first, but you know, uh, without cracking a prize pack, you know, like just there's some primal itch in my magic player brain that says you did good. 
crack a pack. <laughs> like you've earned it. So I, uh, I decided to grab a pack of MH2 thinking that that sweet, elusive, uh, Raghavan is, is right in my sights. You know, I only need one just for like random commander decks, you know, but it'd be nice to just not have to pay $90 or whatever that thing costs. So anyway, I cracked this pack as I'm walking back to my car and it's like very low light. It's dim. It's kind of like a, like a dimly lit street and I'm looking through, uh, there's nothing, obviously it's, it's MH2, um, nothing in the commons and uncommons. Uh, I get to my rare and it's a, a, a Dakin, like the, uh, the Esper planeswalker that everyone thought was kind of cool. Cause it is like Richard Kane Ferguson art. And then immediately forgot about, cause it's not very playable. I don't even know if like Esper commander decks want it, not dunking on commander players or anything, but, uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone wants this card. And I was like, all right, well, you know, that's just kind of how it goes. So I, uh, I, I look at the, uh, the back card, which there's always a guaranteed foil in, in the set boosters. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. It's a, it's a planes. Nice, pretty foil planes. Uh, and then I walk a little closer towards one of the streetlights. And I notice that planes doesn't actually read planes. It reads solitude. <laughs> Uh, How did so, you mix those two up? Like solitude <laughs> has text in the box and everything. Like all I looked at was the art and it, I just oh kind of like peeked gosh. last card. I just like peeked a little bit at like that little bit of the art. And I was it like, has oh, a mana like, value. <laughs> I didn't look that far. I was just like peeking at the corner. And I was like, Oh, it's some like foil planes, like whatever. Uh, like that's kind of cool. And no, it actually was foil solitude, which at this point I think is probably like 40 or 50 bucks. So maybe less by now. It might be like 30. Uh, but anyway, very happy to crack that. I'm a, uh, I am playing them in my own modern deck, but I play the borderless version. So uh, I think I might actually exchange wow. this for that. You're going to exchange this for that? Yeah, or at least, you know, put it towards some store credit for it. Yeah. Okay. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, it's $32. Nice. I'll take it. Well, actually, no, I lied. That's the non-foil version. Ooh. What's, uh, what's foil at? I don't know. It's not telling. Hold on. Foil is currently at about 50. Nice. Yeah. All right. So paid for that one and uh, a trunk of my entry for the Innistrad draft. So I guess I just got to open a foil lily and then I can buy into more. <laughs> <Dominaria> <laughs> <Master>. <laughs> Run them back. Oh.